Welcome to another episode of Meta Athletes The Playbook, where we usually bring our coaches insights directly to our community. But uh, today we're kind of switching it up a little bit. And um, I'm pumped because the guy that I'm bringing on, um, super genuine, you know, I, I shot out a really cold DM to him months ago, or maybe this was last year, Cal, but uh, I just really reached out to him. I'm like, dude, this guy works at Vayner Sports Pass. And uh, I've been, I was following some of your tweets. I'm like, this guy has a lot of great things to say. Would love to get connected with this guy. And um, yeah, man, this, this, uh, friendship really kicked off pretty authentically and, and, uh, it's very genuine to me and, um, you know, getting to get more involved in VSP, catching you IRL, having you be a part of our community. Uh, it's just been an awesome journey with you. I was like, you know what, we should, we should get Cal on the podcast because, um, a lot of the, the topics that me and coach B cover from like a performance standpoint, um, uh, optimization, nutrition, training, um, one of the most sought after content from our community is networking. It's business. It's yeah. um, trying to find the next job. It's, you know, like, it's just like real life stuff, but it's, it's things that, you know, also requires a little bit of mentorship, a little bit of coaching, uh, maybe not as direct as like training and nutrition, but uh, sure. your life becomes much easier when you have people around you that can be like, Hey, I've been through this and this is what I, maybe I would recommend that you do this or save you a little bit of time and do this. And so I wanted to bring you on because I remember the first time I hopped in a Zoom with you, I was just like, when you're telling me about your path, I'm like, dude, this is this is like how my brain works. This is exactly how I would try to land myself a job or trying to find an opportunity here. And so um, I wanted to dive into that a little bit with you. But um, yeah. something else that's really cool and a huge alignment with the Meta Athletes brand and community is you're an athlete. You're a former athlete, yeah. college athlete. Um, yeah. I know that you were you know, coming off of being a college athlete, really interested in working in the sports industry, I think sports medicine and, and nutrition. Um, yeah. But Cal, welcome to the show. And I want to dive in a little bit, you know, Appreciate bit you. back into your past a little bit. And um, and maybe just talk about, you know, something that we that we typically talk about is like how sports um, or just being a competitor and high performer, you know, really shaped your experience. And so like, I know personally, cause you've told me that you have, you know, like there's, there's the, there's a long line of like professional athletes in your, in your blood. So I think it's there yeah. and you probably grew up around it and you had great mentors and, and, um, role models growing up. So I'm sure sports were, maybe it wasn't forced on you, but it was probably really, you know, relevant to you growing up, but, uh, okay. were you always an athlete? What sports did you play? And, and maybe how did it really affect the way that you're able to kind of grow and develop as a, as a young adult? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I probably learned the to kick a ball and throw a ball before I could walk. Yeah, I, I've been, um, to, to your point, my, you know, I've, my family, my grandpa playing the NHL, a couple of my uncles playing the MLB. It just, sports was kind of always part of my life. But with that being said, you know, I was born in Thailand and I grew up overseas. So my immediate family was very removed from, you know, like the, the whole family dynamic that's going on. Like I'm from Canada. Um, most of my family even lives in Canada, the States. And so, you know, obviously being overseas and being in Asia, um, we were super far from that. And I think, you know, for me, the sports that I played growing up and, and you know, as soon as I could walk was um, my, my three sports were soccer, um, hockey and baseball. And so, you know, between between those three sports, it, I think the cross training like in the sports world is such a big thing, like as you grow up in. And, you know, one of the things that I noticed as we were getting older and, and from, again, the mentorship that I got as a kid was like, you know, do as much as possible to be able to train different skills in those different sports. And it applies to everything that you're doing in terms of just your athletic ability. And so, right. like, you know, I remember that there was a point where I was on the uh, the state team for 
soccer, hockey, and baseball at the same time. And they pretty much said like, yo, you need to, this was at like 12, 13. They're like, yo, you got to commit to one of them. And, uh, you know, I ended up picking soccer, but yeah, I, I mean, I grew up, um, moving around every couple of years, but typically in warm climates. So again, hockey, like, you know, there, there were rinks, but we, yeah. we would play like an hour a week. Like it'd be like every Saturday we play an hour scrimmage or whereas like, you know, with baseball and soccer and, and, uh, you know, tennis and golf sports that you play outside, we we're kind of doing that every day. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of pushed my decision towards, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to, you know, become this soccer player and ended up playing college. And I think, you know, in hindsight, looking back, moving to Canada, uh, which is obviously cold as shit, wasn't <laughs> ideal for like the actual soccer career. My, my thing was always like, you know, you know, I, I'm just super competitive in whatever I do. And, and I think that, you know, just to touch on how sports shaped my life from an early age, right? It's, it's one of those things where, especially with team sports, you just learn so many things that I can take from the sporting world and apply to just my personal life in terms of like leadership and teamwork and, you know, being able to communicate just like all these different things that you get from the sporting world at a young age. And then again, being able to bring that to, you know, the classroom when you're in school and then being able to bring that into business now that I'm a little bit older and just like, I think, you know, like, especially I, I was mostly a team sports guy I had a little bit of tennis, but especially the team sports, like, I just think that that's so valuable and shaped who I am today in terms of like my personality and how I operate again in the business world and be able to, you know, give and take and, and know that there's compromise and know, you know, like strategy and, and all these different things. So the parallels between sport and um, the, the real world is significant and, you know, I, I realized that from an early age. That's awesome. I mean, there's a couple of things that you brought up that's like bring me back to some past guests on, you know, we had um, Devon Taves, Stanley Cup champion on, uh, Kevin Neal, who's director of performance at the Boston Bruins. They both touched on, you know, Devon was talking about how playing different sports growing up. He was a, you know, really strong baseball player as well. And yeah. talked about, you know, when it came to, you know, his decision making for like playing a certain sport or playing uh, even on certain teams that, it was it just for him. It like came down to like what where, where would I enjoy being the most? Like who my yeah. friends are here. Like I might not play for the AAA team. Maybe I'll play for the AA team because these are you know where my friends are at. And how he feels like looking back that it was better for him versus you know yeah. always trying to play at the top. You know, and then so that's that was interesting to me that you know he was. I mean, he was probably just as good as baseball at baseball than he was hockey. And dude, he's still yeah. the champion. So it's like really it's interesting yeah. for for us to kind of reflect on that. But um, Kevin Neal also touched on this point of. Um, you know, kind of putting yourself in a situation where, you know, you're uncomfortable, right? So like you're a soccer player and then maybe one season you take off, you play hockey and you're not as strong, you know, like you, you, you're kind of forced to get out of this comfort zone and, you know, learn to get better at something. And it takes reps. It takes the mentality. It takes consistency, but it also puts you in a scenario where you have to be coachable, right? Like if you, if you're, if you're playing soccer all the time, you know, like you're going to get better and maybe you're already coachable. You know, but by playing a different sport, you're now forcing yourself to be like, okay, I kind of suck at this. I need to be able to be adaptable and I need to listen to somebody that's trying to help me get better. And so it's totally uncomfortable, right? And I never really thought about it that way, even though that, that was my scenario a couple of times, but um, I never thought about it from like the, you're training your coachability side of, of sports and performance. 
Um, and then the last thing you mentioned, which I think is really a strong factor that um, that we had Ben from Killer Bears talk about is he pulled passion from sports. He's just like, there's nothing, there was no other like activity at, at 10 or 11 years old that you're going to get um, somebody to feel passionate or want to learn about something 100%. more than sports for him, right? So it sounds like that was similar to you. Um, so we'll kind of, you know, I appreciate you sharing transition a little bit, college athletics, sure. you played, you played in Canada, I believe. And then yep. you transitioned and, or you, you had graduated and then you transitioned to start working in the sports medicine arena, right? Yeah, yeah. So my story is a little bit interesting. So I played, so I, I was at the um, Pro Academy here in Edmonton and had a few different options, whether it was going to the States to play NCAA, um, you know, going on trial in Europe or doing college here. And, uh, you know, I decided I, I graduated high school at 17 and I'm like, hey, um, you know, I, I want a couple more years under my belt at home. I want to le learn my craft. You know, I, I was always big into entrepreneurship. I kind of want to do stuff on the side and then play, play college um, footy. And so, yeah, I played um, my sport four years and obviously COVID happened throughout that. So, you know, one of the years was a write-off. And then um, what happened was I, so I, I was in finance, I was in business, but I, I wasn't in anything like, you know, I, I could have been in sports medicine. I could have been in right. sports industry. I wasn't taking any, I, you know, I always had a passion for sports, but the sports medicine aspect came in when I going to my last year of playing before the season started, I got um, hip impingement. So the way that my body is shaped, my one hip, and it's never an issue for me until, hmm. you know, until I got to maybe like where I felt was my peak in terms right. of my athletic ability at that time. And uh, yeah, I was, you know, set to have a, a, a big last year and then got this hip impingement where, I couldn't run because my hip wow. was catching on my and shooting down my back. And so, and so I went, I was seeing the, I was seeing the Oilers team doctor. I remember it was again during, um, during COVID and there, he only was taking on two clients, myself and Connor McDavid. So we were going, which was, I would like, I'd see McDavid go out and really? I like go and McDavid would come out. So oh, that's super cool. Um, and so, but he wasn't, he wasn't able to help me. And I was seeing a bunch of specialists, a bunch of doctors and, they were kind of like, you know, like your career's over. Like, you know, oh, wow. like either we break your hip and you're going to have hip problems in like 10 to 15 years or, you know, there's nothing we can do. And so I just didn't want to take no for an answer. And so I, I got referred to um, this one spot, um, local spot here in, in, in sports performance spot. Um, and Cairo, Derek, shout out to Derek. And uh, he... I was seeing him and he was starting to, he was being like, yeah, you know, the issue with traditional um, medicine and just like uh, traditional uh, physio is like, they're just treating the actual injury. They're not actually diving into the cause. Right. And so he was just like, Hey, like, you know, you're, you need to balance your glutes with your, like you're so hamstring dominant or you're way too quad dot. Like, so you right. need to balance all your muscles, get your side core activated. And just like, if you do all these things and come on this corrective program that we've got, I think that you'll see ma massive improvement in your hip. And then as well as him doing a bunch of deep tissue stuff in my hip. But after a month or two, you know, I was able to get back on the pitch. Like I was running again, wow. again, after people were like, you know, you never, you never play again. You know, That's crazy. Run again. So, so yeah, I owe him a lot. And it was just one of those things where I'm like, you know, 
I agree. You know, the traditional approach to um, sports medicine as a whole uh, is is a little outdated, in my opinion. And it was one of those things where, yeah, I was like, you know, me and him would always shop it up business, and uh, he was just like, you know, you, I would love to you for you to come on and do biz dev for us. You know, you seem like a again a hard worker, entrepreneurial guy. You want to expand this business, and so. Um, yeah, he, he kind of brought me on and I was doing different stuff in terms of like curating online courses, um, you know, coming up with training programs, just a bunch of the marketing stuff that he was doing. And again, to me, the, where I got excited was scalability in terms of the digital component. Again, like the physical market in, I'm from Edmonton is only so big population here. We can only bring in X amount of dollars. And so one of those things where we were jamming a bunch of stuff the digital and then um yeah man but that, that's kind of how again i got involved in the the sports performance world was through that connection with him and through the injury I got yeah one. it's it's one of those things um i was just listening to a podcast earlier today and um they're talking about how you can't really plan that stuff but you can you yeah. can look back and reflect and be like man if this didn't happen then maybe i didn't have the chance of this experience or to meet this person, right? So sure. it's super cool how we, we can't plan it, but we can look back and, and see how it formed. Um, it's awesome that you had that that stint with Connor McDavid. I mean, you're, you're essentially saying that that was your level of athleticism before before <laughs> taking you out. No, I'm, I'm not, but, but, but it was fun. It, it, yeah, it's no, it's, super, it's, a super, it's a super cool story. But um, so you it was there where you understood that Hey, you know, it's kind of interesting to me to learn how I can start building things digitally and, and create scale and reach for a business. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, let's let's clickbait this pod- podcast a little bit and, and talk about, you know, the title will probably be how how Cal got a job at Vayner Sports or how you know, he started working with the Vaynerchucks. And yeah, that's yeah. what I'm kind of interested to learn is, you know, you had you learned these things growing up playing sports. You had you know opportunities to get experience, you know, in business development, marketing, um, yeah. scaling and operation. And, you know, this kind of ties in perfectly to you starting to realize the potential of digital and, and probably why you and I are obsessed with these digital collectibles and NFTs. And yeah. it sounds, you know, just from us talking before, like you showing interest and being early there set up this opportunity for you to essentially find an opportunity to show value and show worth. And then, you know, maybe you can kind of take us into what that transition looked like from that job experience into what you do now. Yeah. Yeah. So. I am super grateful for the um, opportunity to be able to, uh, in in that previous job, be able to operate in a way where I am able to explore different passions of mine. Again, wh- whether that be the digital, um, you know, I remember we were doing a bunch of stuff where I was like, hey, you know, I think this should live as um, an NFT on the blockchain. And so I was able to kind of experiment with that and just being able to, um, you know, explore and experiment with a bunch of different things and so yeah it, it kind of all bled into my like I said my passion has been always twofold sports and, and entrepreneurship and being able to you know I, I remember when the whole NFT wave kind of came early um 2021 and uh you know I was a big sports card guy big big collector um like sneakers did that whole thing and uh, I'd always followed Gary like kind of from afar and um you know I, I remember hearing him say once like you know um nfts like punks that's the next wave and so I kind of dove in and was spending a bunch of time on like clubhouse and I think that there's no better way to actually like 
integrate and fully understand something other than like just being in the weeds, like just day to day, like just being in it, listening to other people, then being able to art- like take everyone's points and like formulate your own thoughts. Um, and so, yeah, man, I did the whole clubhouse thing and then, you know, jumped on Twitter and was just, I was like, you know, Hey, like, let me start to build a personal brand. Like, let me just tweet my thoughts. Like, you know, this is easy enough. I want to really dive in here. And I think that this, you know, just the, to me, it was super interesting how communities were forming around this digital IP. And so like, and everyone was able to find common ground and connect around that. And so I was like, man, like, you know, this is a, this is something real. This is a thing this is where I want to be. So how do I, you know, capitalize and take advantage of that? So with, you know, my uh, sports background and sports experience, and then kind of bleeding into this, I just like, again, was on the ground in the weeds and, uh, yeah, AJ, um, Gary's brother who's CEO of Vayner sports. Um, I kind of got involved in a couple DAOs he was in the, and funds and was just, you know, sending through anything I was seeing in terms of investment opportunities, in terms of new protocols, in terms of just overall market news and, and anything that was going on. And, you know, I, I just think like the consistency of me doing it every day, people, you know, respected that and, and right. saw that and think, you know, it, to me, again, that relates to sport, like me, consistency, throwing up the gym every morning, then practice every day, like just having that routine yep. and being able to like set your mind on it. Like when I play sports, I want to be the best. When I, whatever I do, I want to do it. I'm not doing anything half-assed. Like there's right. no, right. oh, I think, you know, sports taught me that. And then, you know, just being able to kind of be put in these positions through, you know, me being loud online and then me just being consistent. And, you know, that led into, um, you know, what AJ was looking for, essentially a, a, a personal um, at NFT and crypto analyst. And, uh, you know, it legit just came from him putting out a tweet. And, uh, yeah, I kind of they replied through my name in the hat. They, you know, whatever, I forget the number, but let's say 500 applicants. And, uh, you know, he had kind of shortlisted them probably you know some of the, the sports experience there just with that tie into vayner sports plus the intrigue of innovation and, and nfts um the combination of those i got shortlisted and then a bunch of us did these sample reports and um i think you know the thing that what like allowed me to get this opportunity was everyone did a sample report day one and then they were going to review them all and pick the best one um and so they only asked for one but for however many days it took for them to reply, I kept doing it. Like, he didn't ask for one for day two. He didn't ask for one for day three. But I stayed through yeah. the consistency and um, sent through day two and sent through day three. And then, you know, at, at that time, he's like, yo, Cal, can we get on a phone call? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, then, and then, yeah, I got, you know, I got that gig. And it kind of all, again, I was doing that for him every day for a couple months. And then he was just like, hey, like, you know, you've got chops. Um, I see your hard worker. You obviously understand space, like tech, innovation. Um, you know, I think there's a will for you here at Vayner Sports. Um, I'd love to bring you on. And I was just, I was still in school at the time. Um, and so I was kind of working full time and still doing school. And it was one of those things where it's like, like, you know, give me the pitch. And, uh, you know, all you had to say was sports and NFTs and send me the contract offer. And uh, yeah, here I am two years later. Dude, it's, it's super cool. I mean, there's two things that stand out to me. The first one is, um, I wouldn't say you and I are maybe the best 
crypto traders of all time. I think we we got wins here and here and there, but but I will say that I think what you and I do really well is um, we are in the trenches enough to understand the culture and start to see like yeah, on the I, think I think there's something here. Like guys, like I would pay attention. And so I like a handful of my friends and people in my network that you know we tip them off to something that you know is is something that we believe is going to start to take off and. Um, I can think of a handful of ones between you and I where if people were paying attention at the right time, like it ended up being a hit for them. And um, we can only attribute that to, you know, really like being there and seeing it and understanding over time, like, okay, and kind of seeing the patterns, seeing the group chats form, seeing like these like little hints for us to be like, okay, this is a little bit different than uh, what we've seen with some other ones. And so um, I know like Jack Butcher is one that you called and dude, I mean, he's Ever since he launched, he's always been really top of mind in the NFT space, and and more recently has like Brilliant. crushing it, you know, like really taking yeah, over his space. And so, and when I yeah. see, you know, I'm bringing this up because when I see his stuff and when I see people, um, you know, creating these derivatives and creating um, art that's based off of art that he's kind of started, I think back to you and think about your original tweet when you you're just like, hey there's something going on here. And it wasn't even to anybody. It was literally just, you do the tweet. Yeah. I was like, dude, like yeah. you, you were kind of there calling it early. And, um, and I think that, you know, what you were talking about, the other thing is obviously consistency and you did something to build trust with AJ and team that nobody else was doing. And I'm sure from their end, like from the back end side, they're just like, Oh, like this is the guy, like this is, you know, like nobody else was doing multiple reports. And I think for them, it was probably e- easy decision. So for you to build trust, but, also, you were you were showing up previous to that, right? Those DAO chats and some of these other chats where you're kind of collecting right. information. So there's like a little bit of trust building there. But um, yep. no, I think that I honestly think that you know that snippet that you shared about how you kind of like pulled yourself away from the pact is like that's the big gem for for this podcast. Is you know if we just do what people are asking, you know, send the resume, send the cover letter. You know, it's like okay, you know, now we look like everybody else. But you you did something that. It does require more effort, but it wasn't like you did anything crazy for like three no. years or anything. You know what I mean? Like it no. was just that extra mile. And uh, so it's a co- super cool story to hear that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, a couple of things there. I think, you know, if, if I truly believe that if you really want something, you'll find a way to make it happen. Of course. Yeah. And, 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 if, and if you don't, you didn't really want it. So, yep. you know, yeah, if you want. And, and I mean, man, like, you know, um, again, like, I think I just came up on, on two years and, you know, it's a great group of individuals who, you know, there's probably 60, 70 of us at uh, Vayner sports and everyone's in the U S and I'm the only Canadian one, which right. again, they jumped through hurdles to just keep me on, which I'm super grateful for. Huge, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, man, we were kind of reflecting and, uh, I, I came across because uh, Gary was with us in, um, in Texas for the last company retreat. And uh, I came across a DM I sent him probably like 2018, like four or five years ago. And and th- where I'm going with this is I think the manifestation is a real thing. But because, you know, I, I saw this and he, he didn't see it or he didn't reply or anything. But it was just like, yo, like, you know, uh, Gary, I follow you for a long time. I like your message. I want to work for you, but I'm a big sports guy. So ideally, I want to work for Vayner Sports. Like, what are you going cool. to make it happen? And this was like, again, like four years ago. And here I am now, you know, on the two-year mark at, at Vayner Sports. And yeah, I think, you know, if I wasn't, if I'm not doing my own thing in terms of got my own business, there's nowhere that, you know, I would rather be and, and rather learn and, and just grow as a as a young professional. Um, and yeah, man, I just think too, like, dude, just 
you were talking about like Jack Butcher and, 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 you know, us, uh, our call-outs and being in the weeds. Like I'm just fascinated by human psychology and, mm-hmm. and culture and just how things cultivate. And so, you know, I never want to like every day until I die, I'm going to always be in the weeds and just like paying attention to what's like, you know, AI is the next wave and just paying attention to like what's going on in the world and just how people are impacted by certain news stories and psychology and, and culture. Yeah, man. It's just, well, it's it's because we it's because we inherently know that that's where the value is going to be to like see 100%. whether that's reporting it to somebody else, whether it's helping somebody else, being a value to other people, like being there and recognizing it early is is huge. It's a huge value add. Um, no, there's there's a lot of cool things there. I mean, I think I told you this before, but like being a sports agent was my number one. Like growing up, like that was my number one. Like watching Aaron McGuire. And, um, I ended up, you know, starting an agency and working with athletes more on the marketing branding side. And that really kind of yeah. hit the, uh, hit the mark for me to be like, okay, I feel like I'm living out my dream, but honestly, like Vayner sports, I, I totally agree with you. If I, if I, if I was unemployed now and I wasn't, you know, an entrepreneur, I think I'd try to be on your path and then try to work with the Vayner Chucks and, you know, it's AJ's business and he's a CEO, but it's also Gary's, right? It's similar to AJ being, you know, a partner in Vayner media and so like working with the Vaynerchuks at any capacity, you know, I think is something that would be super interesting. And obviously there's, there's a lot to learn there. Um, it kind of goes into another segment that we have and, and something that our podcast is really shaped around is uh, mentorship, coaching, um, yeah. really, really kind of like finding and understanding um, how mentorship can help somebody, you know, whether it's a nutrition coach, whether it's a business coach, whether it's yeah. uh, a life coach, a guidance counselor, right? These there's this idea that we kind of extend from our community and our culture that um, there's so much that we can learn. There's so much that we can do. Um, and sometimes it's not just the education. It's also the accountability. It's somebody sure. understanding, you know, what motivates you and what gets you going or what's needed for you to excel. Even if you might not have the vision in that moment to think that I could get better or to think that I can achieve something. And so that coach is a huge aspect and, and part of meta athletes um, I mean, just AJ is probably a huge mentor to you. You'd be able to work with him. Um, is there anybody else that comes to mind and, and maybe, maybe it's not even just business. Maybe it's, it's just life in general too. Um, like what mentorship means to you and how it's kind of helped you on your journey. Yeah, no, I, I mean, again, now, you know, being a little bit older and, and, you know, I've got a couple of younger sisters and, and I think that, you know, the concept of, like I, I look at it in two ways, you know, coaches and, you know, I'm going to group teachers into this as well, but like the lifelong effect that either a really good or really bad coach slash teacher slash influence in your life has is super significant. Like, so yeah, for me, you know, growing up, I would say, obviously, you know, I attribute um, some of where I'm at right now and a lot of it to my parents and, and, and the mentoring in different, you know, in, um, as facets of life there, but yeah, man, I mean, you know, there were a couple, um, coaches I had early on, whether it be, you know, baseball coaches, soccer coaches, hockey coaches that really just preach like being, you know, at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, it's all about winning and whatever it takes, but, but off the field, off the, the pitch off the rink it's just about being a good person and just like teaching us who you know were younger and were 
being shaped by these influential figures in our lives and being able to come to us and say like, you know, at the end of the day, like there's bigger things in life. Like, you know, uh, your family's healthy, the people you love are healthy and you should just treat everyone with respect and just like right. just those core pillars of what it means to be a good human being and, and the, the mentorship that I was, um, you know, and I'm super grateful that I was exposed to from a young age through different coaches and, and, and a couple of teachers. Um, like I remember my grade three teacher, Miss Jenny, um, was, was a big part of my life. And again, like, you know, to me, that's crazy to what I'm 22 and I'm thinking about my grade three, like, see, so, so the impact that, yeah. and I think, I think that like, you know, I wish more coaches and again, maybe this is me speaking out of turn, but I wish more coaches and teachers and people who, who do have such influence on, you know, the younger generation understood that. And actually saw that in practice because maybe then, you know, they would change the way that they, you know, operated the way that they think about different things or treat their students, players, et cetera. Um, but yeah, man, I think, you know, mentorship and just being able to see something from another perspective and to your point, accountability. My old boss, Derek, the guy, again, who, um, you know, fixed up my hip, kind of knew how to push my buttons in terms of like, yo, like, you do 30 pull-ups and then he's like you thought we were done that's the fucking first set like <laughs> just being able being able to like again motivate um you know i think that the biggest thing that as a recent that meant the mentors in my life have taught me is like only so much motivation can come from outside external factors right a majority of it needs to be intrinsic and so yeah just being able to help me realize that and i mean man like i feel as inspired and as motivated as ever. And, you know, I'm super grateful and thankful for everyone in my life who has gotten me to this point and hope that, uh, you know, on the other side of it, I can impact younger individuals' lives when the time comes just with what I've learned and, and you know, who I feel as though I've become because of all the great influences in my life. That's awesome, man. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, having the sports background, a lot of great coaches and um, I was fortunate. I've always had great coaches, but you know, you hear stories of people that don't have great coaches and sure. there's also like, there's so much to learn from that too, though. Right. In terms of like, man, this does not motivate me or this does not get me going, or I will not do this if I'm ever put in this position of leadership, you know? So there's a lot to learn from that side as well. I mean, I'll, I'll just throw this out there again. <laughs> this is just me being fully transparent. I would say my college footy coach shit, like, oh. like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, I, um, again, like, you know, so that would have been like my most recent, um, coach. And just like, in terms of, I think that one of the biggest things in, we're just talking like coaching and team right. sport, but is the ability to be personable and relate to your players. Yeah. And again, not to put anyone on blast, but like, you know, when an individual who's in a position like that, who's coaching has, you know, zero social skills, can't even look you in the eye, um, and is trying to command respect from a team of a bunch of, you know, hyper-competitive individuals who all want to be playing and all want right. to be you know, succeeding and, and winning, um, you know, that, that's, a, that's a tough combination of things. So, yes, I, I as much as I said, you know, I've had great coaches, I've also, you know, uh, I, I think respect is a two-way street, and um, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and act like I haven't potentially burned 
a couple of bridges, but yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think what's interesting about that is the, the factor and this kind of become up a lot I mean, recently is like a lot of things are just person to person, right? Like it's, you know, you, you think of like, uh, I, I go back to like coach B, like coach B is like a, a so much wisdom from like the training, nutrition, optimization, Whoa. performance. But when he really, when he cares at a high level and it's not even about his experience or his wisdom, it's just like him caring at a, at a certain level. Like that's what was motivating me and myself to like kind of get back into shape and start dying yeah. things out. And then I think that it's a, uh, it's a huge factor that um, I think it's left out of a lot of conversations. Like that coach that you had, like I'm sure, you know, from like a knowledge standpoint and maybe from an expertise standpoint, I'm sure, you know, there's a certain level of expertise there, but um, him not, preparing himself to go in and be like, how can I learn to understand some of these athletes or how, what can I do to understand what's going on with them to, to, you know, pull the most out of them. Um, things like that is to me, it's just like a human skill. It's just like a, a communication, oh, personal, personal, right. And so it's, uh, it's fascinating because a lot of things are right. Like we want to do business with people that, you know, we feel like are good people and that, you know, we would get along with, and maybe that's not the only thing that people look for, but it certainly helps, you know, and um, so I think it's that's an interesting factor to mentors and coaches too. Is it's not just about their area expertise or what they know and what they could teach you. It's also, you know, how can they? It's, it, actually, you know what the best example is? That person, Derek, that you mentioned, he could have given yeah. you what you needed for that symptom, but he's just like, yo, you know what? I care about this dude. I want to make sure that he's good long term. I want to put him on a plan where he's starting to balance out his body so that we get to that. Sure. Yeah, you know, like any doctor could prescribe something or give you something for a symptom, but if you have somebody that's willing to like dig a little bit deeper and try to figure out that root cause and, and give you a plan for, for long-term success. I think that's the, that's like the human connection caring part that, for sure. Um, and caves that, that made a difference for you. But, um, so I think, were you going to throw something in there before we, we go into the next, next subject? No, I was just going to say that, like, again, as much as a coach is teaching you and allowing you to perfect, you know, whether it be the technical skills in that sport or, you know, uh, tactical. They're also skills that hopefully you're learning from your coach at a young age. Also, the soft skills. You know what I mean. So, to your point, I just want to throw that in there. But yeah, no, um, that's that's super important. And last thing that we had for for VSP and and actually more so for Vader Sports is, you know, you know, you just mentioned that you've been there for two years. Um, the way that I have thought about AJ Vaynerchuk and Vayner Sports is. Um, obviously they have such a strong marketing lens and branding lens and cultural lens sure. that, um, you know, you and I have joked about this before, but like most traditional sports agencies, like that is their, like their yeah. biggest weakness, right? Is like, how yeah. am I going to market the athlete? How am I going to generate good social and PR? Um, yeah. and that's where I think of like Vayner sports. And this is just from the outsider perspective, you know, not so much from, yeah. um, like our conversations, just outside perspective is like, these guys are elite when it comes to, off the field activations, off the ice activations, and um, at least having a really strong handle and and I would say relations with big brands that would find you know unique but also really aligned opportunities for these athletes. What can you tell us about Vayner Sports that maybe you know people don't know? And like by working with them, why you feel like you know you guys are doing something um, a little bit more innovative and a little bit differently than maybe how traditional sports representation has has been done in the past. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, um, the the first thing that comes to mind when you ask me that question is how we actually go about recruiting and, and sourcing talent that we want to represent. And, right. um, you know, 
the the most important thing to us and a non-negotiable is that that you know young individual or that young athlete or that individual who's maybe a vet in, in their career is is a good human being like we we right. look at their socks like we're not the first thing we're looking at is not the amount of touchdowns they've scored it's not the amount of buckets they've made it's not any of that we're looking at who they are as a human being how they've grown up what their family life is like what their values are what their morals are and if that's aligned with you know us and 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 what we feel like we want to align ourselves with then you know then we're obviously looking at, at the talent but right. i think you know that's that's the biggest difference and the most important thing we're, we're we're looking at the human being first not the athlete um and so you know like again and in the way that you know we're we're able to stay on top of culture in, in terms of like you know gary gary's built his career uh um, being on top of the pulse and and being early on trends and it's one of those things where us doing that and kind of staying on top of all these different emerging um, industries and, and markets and and working with brands across a bunch of different sectors we're able to offer our athletes different you know marketing and branding opportunities that other agencies aren't and and you know it's one of those things where man like you know if you look if you look at a sports agency at its core um a full service agency it's it's a pretty you know boring not not to say that the the industry is boring because i fucking love sports and think it's fascinating but it's a boring business model in terms of you know you, you take x percentage of the contract that you negotiate and you take x percentage of the marketing deals and that's that now us at vayner sports and and, and the vayner specifically and and myself as well like we don't want to be like boring business does not excite anyone they right. like it, aj and gary and, and all of us want to be at the forefront of tech and innovation and if you look at what they've built their careers on you know being early um with social media and the internet and just like emerging tech industries um you know same thing with the blockchain here obviously it's like anything that is you know going to impact where the world is going we want to be involved in and even though that potentially may not like most agencies wouldn't see a direct fit there we found a way to incorporate a nft project layered on top of the existing agency we're fine you know we're tapping into ai right now and find different ways we can integrate that into the business like just being able to do things that you know keep us on trend and on that you know innovation train i think you know other agents even though we might not rep the you know patrick mahomes lebron james right. of the world like you know every i guarantee that every other sports agency is paying attention to what vayner sports is doing because we are at the forefront of right. innovation and you know those, those the we just signed sauce um there's a couple other exciting prospects that we've kind of gotten the works and i think that you know as as the younger generation who has, you know, um, enjoys the culturally relevant things that Gary talks about and AJ talks about and are in our on brand for us, I think that, you know, the representation and the athletes will continue to come in. Again, first thing we look for is are they a good human being? And and once that, you know, they're they're aligned with kind of where we're trying to go, then um, yeah, man, I, I just think that's how we've sort of differentiated ourselves. And again, I I can't spill too much, but 
there's exciting stuff coming in the pipes that no other agency is doing in the next six to 12 months. And so, um, yeah, just, just again, evolving the business industry and the sports industry as a yeah. whole, I think is where, where we're at. No, it's, it's, it's a theme that I think a lot of people forget is like, you know, they're not just the athlete. It's also, there's a working partnership and relationship, you know, between an agency and the athlete. And it's not just like that side of like just the business being just the, the stats, the contracts, there's a lot more that goes behind the scenes. Right. And and so what you're talking about in terms of like also wanting to partner and work with somebody that you enjoy working with is also, you know, similar to just your standard client relationship. Um, but I totally agree with, you know, I think it's interesting because you mentioned something. It's like, I don't know if it's boring. Like you said, like it's, it's, it's just the same. Right. And maybe that is yeah. boring, but um, I think people are excited to to be able to be in like the fast paced work, work environment of like working with athletes and um, experiences sure. and people you can meet. 100%. But you think about, you know, I've met uh, or agents and I've spoken to many agents and they all like have the same thought process of like, yeah, that's interesting, but it doesn't really pay the bills. And so we're not going to spend time, you know, yeah. unless it's the one percent, unless it's the Mahomes, right? Like, and things flow to them, things come to them and, and they can just kind of feel offers. Um, it's really interesting. You know, your guys' uh, thought leadership when it comes to innovating and, and kind of building new opportunities that maybe weren't existing for the non one percenters of the world. And I think that that's what Major Sports does really well. Um, this was awesome, dude. I want to throw one quick plug opportunity for you. We were just talking before the show that you mentioned like podcasting is something that you really, really enjoy. Um, and, yeah. and you know, it's something that you've, I don't know if you've done one prior to the one you're on now, but maybe you can share a little bit. I know you and somebody else hop on, you guys are giving like good recommendations. You guys are kind of sharing what you guys think about, you know, certain things in culture, but um, maybe you can kind of just explain to us what's going on and then we'll throw links and, and make sure that we uh, share from our end as well. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, um, I, I had an, an NFT podcast probably a couple of years ago and, and we probably did 10 episodes and then that kind of fizzled out into um, and bled into. Um, so, yeah, I've got the put on podcast, is, on, yep. um, the name. And uh, yeah, my partner is um, creative director at 137 p.m. So uh, media company on, in, in the Vayner ecosystem as well. And uh, yeah, we shoot every couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, man, the, the, the put on pod is essentially it's it's a personal development podcast so we're talking about you know all things personal development and, and just uh getting better in life but it's also you know it's we we go through different segments where it's like each week we're putting each other on to multiple different things in terms of like we each put each other onto a tv show new yeah. music a book a podcast food it, so we're honestly like the the meta of what the podcast is is just little tidbits and tips from our personal lives that we found have given us enjoyment putting each other out of those things and again then hopefully putting on the the audience and so individuals can be like oh shit like i i that sounds like an interesting tv show let me give it a watch right oh that right. sounds like a great drink let me let me try it. like and just again e even though we don't have a crazy amount of listeners and i'm sure as you know like a podcast is a slow build and um yeah but but i think you know just even just the amount of text like that I get where it's like, Hey man, like, you know, that was a great book shot. I read it and I loved like just being able to make an impact in that way. Um, and, and again, it, it kind of holds me accountable as well because, you know, every couple of weeks I'm having to, you know, 
find, watch a new show or, or, right. or find a new book or, you know, um, come up with a new personal development concept. And I think, yeah, man, I just, the format, um, it, yeah, I mean, again, I'm biased, but I think that it, it flows super well and, and it's very easily culpable. And yeah, man, I think um, I'm excited to see kind of where that journey grows. And as we, we start to, you know, it's just been the two of us, we're on episode 10 now. Um, but yeah, hopefully we, you know, we started getting a position where we are bringing out some guests here and there. So yeah, we'll, um, I'll definitely give you a shout when, you know, when we get to that point, but yeah, Jimmy, uh, it's, I remember, I remember, I don't know if it was the first episode or maybe you were tweeting about, I made this Instagram, you kind of throwing this idea out there. I'm like, professional development was like, you know, putting on these, these recommendations. I was like, dude, this is genius. Like it's super cool. And, uh, and people can come on and learn a lot about you guys too, but also learn and grow and develop from listening. And so I, I thought it was a really cool concept. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure that we throw that in the show notes. And, uh, if there's one that you think is, uh, is better than the others, I'll, I'll shoot you a text after this and we can, we can start pushing that one. But, um, yeah. dude, Cal, this is, uh, it's actually one last thing. When I go to text you, it's the most annoying thing in the world because I have this, this shortcut to throw my Calendly link and I use the term Cal. And so, dude, I'll like oh, message, shit. I'll like pull up your name and be like, "Hey, dude, Cal," and I'll like, so, and I'll like have to delete it like ten times and try to re- retype oh, it. Uh, it just, yeah. I just remembered about that. But we usually wrap up every episode with like, if there's like a go-to quote or something that you found in your life that's just been like really, um, like impactful or something that's always stuck with you, or maybe something recent that you read. Um, kind of curious, anything that comes to mind for you when it comes to like uh, a really impactful quote? Yeah, yeah. So again, like I said, w- with doing the podcast, a book that I recently read, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Naval, but his book, The Almanac of Naval Ravikant, A Guide mm-hmm. to Wealth and Happiness. I would definitely, Naval, he, he's been on, uh, he's done like podcasts with Tim Ferriss. Um, nice. He's just like a super, yeah, he's a super smart individual. Um, and yeah, the quote that, you know, I read in his book that's like, been on my mind a lot lately is the meaning of life is the meaning that you give it so you know i I think that to me everyone at least you know in in my life right now whether they're my age parents older younger whatever it is is always trying to figure out you know what their purpose is what the meaning of life is you know where they fit in and I think, you know, it's all, life is all about your mindset and how you, you, you see it. And so, yeah, man, that, that quote kind of stood out to me in the sense that like, you know, I just every day, you know, want to wake up with spot on my face and, and feeling, you know, inspired and, and being able to, you know, fulfillment and just do things that I'm excited about. And so, yeah, I mean, just again, everyone's got to keep moving and, and keep rolling and just hopefully realize that like you know what they're worrying about today if they're not going to worry about it in two weeks from now don't worry about it it's not right. worth spending energy on that and just yeah. like continue to kind of think about you know where you want to be and, and what you want to do i love it dude I, I recently yeah had a quote like that and same theme of like the only thing that really matters is like the profoundness of the experience right and like it it's so true like a lot of these things don't matter other than your experiences and and how much they meant to you or or what one um, passion and purpose you're able to find to that experience so dude i think that's a huge one um we in meta athletes there's so many good book shares and you know like coaches that recommend books to athletes and you know we take that into consideration with like some of the books that we're sharing so um, if you could text me that one, that'd be awesome. Cause that's one I would oh, look yeah. into. I have, I have a few for you too, but, um, dude, Cal, 
appreciate you coming on. This is awesome. Uh, a lot of great insights for, you know, how you're able to kind of land what, I mean, this is a dream job for you, right? Like this is, this is as pretty as, as close as it can get, right? For you to, to land your dream job. And dude, you're 22, which is insane to me. I forgot how young you were. So I think it's really interesting to hear because there's so many people like, I know like my age, like 28, 29, 30, and they're still like, oh, like I need to go find something else or I need to. And a lot of times you just need that reminder of like the third door principle that I think you and I, like we, we've learned this at, I don't know when you learned it, but I just remember like at a young age, just realizing that it was going back to their quote of like, if we really wanted this bad enough, we'd find a way. And if we didn't, it wasn't going to work out and we're going to find an excuse. Exactly. Right. And so yeah. dude, it's, I, I love that you came on and were able to share that experience with, with getting onto, uh, to Vayner sports and. Uh, a lot of cool things that you and I are kind of working on behind the scenes. So I'm, I'm pumped to have you on the podcast and, and to share your story a little bit. I appreciate you for coming on, my man. Likewise, likewise. Appreciate you for having me. And uh, yeah, hope everyone's well. Have a good weekend. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, everybody. See you guys next week.